0: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RFK Refugees podcast. Ted here, John here, off-season edition, even though the MLS season has not ended yet. Still an off-season edition. I'm going to... It's ended to me. I'm going to, yes. It's end- <laughs> it's, it's over for us. Um, John and I uh, did text beforehand, if you're watching the live show, and we did coordinate wearing a Wolfsburg jersey because uh, Kevin Prater's got his first, uh, first, I think his first Bundesliga start. I believe that's correct. I believe I think that's correct. So congrats to him. Um, I believe it was not in a winning effort. I have to go back and look whether they tied or drawed. Um nothing nothing major it was he was re- two two. What's that what's that? I, I think, think it was two two. It was two two. Okay. So I think. Nothing uh nothing major, nothing major from him. Uh, unfortunately he didn't really get a chance to make a mark in his game. We've got some other uh former uh alumni for for DC that certainly made some made some noise, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But first, John, my friend, how was your weekend? It was good.
1: I hope uh, I did the Patreon show on Friday. So I hope, uh, hope that was tided some folks over since they hadn't heard from us in a whole 13 days or whatever it was before then. So uh, my weekend was pretty good. I've been enjoying the weird uh, 85 83 degree fake mm-hmm. summer, although it's over right now. If you're outside right now, it just ended. So yeah. winter has now begun. If you're in the Northern Virginia
0: area, it's it's.
1: I hope you I hope you had fun.
0: <laughs> I hope you liked it. What about you, Ted? Yeah, it was a weird 80 degree. I, I refereed uh, soccer on that weather and it was very strange to be like in late October and it'd be like 80 degrees and sunny. Um, so very, very strange, uh, very strange weather we have here. But it's going to get cold. It's going to get chilly. I believe we'll probably have some frost. I think I saw like I finally saw like 25 degree weather coming up and we got the time change. Uh-huh. So it's going to get darker after this weekend. Um, so should, should be fun, but I, I had an okay weekend, uh, caught, caught a little of the, of the F1 race in Mexico, not going to talk F1. This is not an F1 podcast. We
1: got enough questions, so we don't <laughs> have to. So thank you. Thank you to our listeners. Yeah, John,
0: we don't have to suffer through the John. We might get producer Brian to, to jump into the conversation. Um, but let's get into it. Uh, let's start. I wanted to start today. I know, uh, John had opened up with some MLS topics and I said, you know what, let's, I mean, sorry, open up with some DC topics. And I said, you know what, let's, let's give some, some thoughts and some, um, about the the world around MLS because there's been a lot of news. First of all, congratulations to uh, Mr. Lineal Messi on his Ballon d'Or victory. So MLS gets the claim that we have the best player in the world. That's how that works, right? League of choice. Don Garber was not wrong. <laughs> uh, it's it's. i have tried to like come up with an analogy for it. I don't, I don't think I can do that right now. But um, but yeah. But uh, first, I, I wanted to talk a little bit. Obviously, the I guess the latest sort of expansion news uh, came about was that uh, San Diego FC. Uh, revealed their new logo to worldwide appeal. (laughs) Everybody was talking about how much they loved it. Uh, Everyone already got, they're like making bootleg shirts with the logo because they love it so much. They're like, I gotta have this now. Yes, their colors will be blue and chrome, um, Mm. which the only thing I could think about chrome is that SpongeBob episode where like Squidward travels into the future and everything's chrome. And it's like someone watched that episode and said, hey, that would be a good color for a soccer team. Everything's chrome in the
1: future. It made me think of Mad Max, uh, Fury Fury Road, where they would spray their mouth with uh, chrome paint. That's what I thought of.
0: You know, if if San Diego FC fans adopt that as kind of like, you know, they all have like chrome mouths. That would be really cool, actually. (laughs) That actually would be really cool. But yeah, no, the logos, I I feel like the the worst part about the logo, I feel like the logo might have been somewhat okay, if not uninspired, Mm -hmm. if they had just left the little like color trim around the side. It just feels like they went, oh, shoot. The wave have like a color. Uh, let's just uh, throw some color around the edges and call it a day. But to go from, I mean, the really, I think some of the two most creative, I'll say, two most creative logos in in soccer, where you have the the San Diego Wave and you have um, the San Diego Loyal, to kind of go down to this generic San Diego. Can we please just can we get back to some creativity? with our soccer names. Not every team has to be FC. I I just, yeah, it's, it's, it's bad out there folks. And this comes from a team whose name is United. I know, but it's, it's just bad. Yeah, but
1: we were United first. So we're allowed to be, we're, we can't be derivative (laughs) because we were
0: first. (laughs) And again, I will always, I will always contend. The idea was to unite DC, Maryland, and Virginia. So there was a, we're going to call ourselves United to give ourselves a little bit of a European flavor, but we're also going to, um, you know, we're going to, also, make sure it's still rep- we still feel like it represents our area, and they won championships with it. You win championships, people really stop caring about what your name is. So, um, success breeds, uh, and maybe that logo will become awesome and and in, in retrospect, if C N U F C won a championship, not likely though. Uh, we also no, not likely. We also have this thing called the MLS Cup playoffs. What are the MLS Cup playoffs drafts? We don't know because we are D C United fans and we do not get to enjoy it, but.
1: I also don't know because I don't know when it's on and I don't know where I can watch. I know where I can watch it. I just I think I just have to always have Apple TV on at any given time because a game could 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 appear. I think that's that's what I've learned. Yeah,
0: F- F- mob is my friend. I-, I won't say I've got right now. I've got Orlando Nashville up right now. Um, I won't give you any live play by play this because by the time you listen to it, it'll be over. Um, We've also got, we won't, we won't be going in depth on every game. I don't think that's really our, our, our mantra here. Um, I just want to talk a little bit. So first of all, let's, I think there are two aspects I want to talk about. First of is the, the new first round format. I don't know if we've really broken this down on the show, but one just want to give some of your, what are your quick, what are your thoughts about the format? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Do you, I think my, my real problem with it
1: is not knowing when the hell the games are. And uh, I only recently understood that like, Every game, every game goes to any game. That's a draw goes to PKs, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the, yes. So, yeah, it's, so it's just, it's, it's just it's, you have to win. It's three games. You have to win two of them. That's the end, right? Yep, yeah, Essentially.
0: It's with basically part, the
1: nineties are back. The nineties are back. that part is okay to me. Yeah. That part. I don't mind as much. I think that's kind of funny. It is weird that you play an entire season with like traditional globally accepted rules. And then the playoffs come around like, Hey, let's just make it weird. Let's do some, let's do goalie wars. Let's just throw something weird in here. Uh, but other than that, I think the thing that annoys me is the thing that annoys you.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, and, and to sort of talk. About, so I, I I, genuinely think MLS wanted to do a group stage like they wanted to do four teams in a group stage. They were talking about this forever. And then they were just like, nope, never mind. We can't do it. Uh, we're just going to do a um, we're just going to do this three uh, three round series thing. Um, I think it does give I, I I will say a lot of people love the, the single round knockout. I'll say it was probably of the formats. It was probably one of the better ones they came they came up with. Um, I will say the one criticism I have is that it just went by way too quickly. It was like it was done and over with. And I do think maybe you should have to win play more than like three games to win a championship uh, if you're gonna go out there and do that. I uh, you know, you have a whole regular season and you build up to that and you earn that by. But You know, playoffs. I think should still be a challenge. Um, I think there's, I think there is such a thing as too long of a playoffs. Like if we talk about NHL, NBA, the playoffs are insanely too long. And how, like, it's almost like a marathon. It's almost like a whole new season that you have to go through just to get to the, to to the Stanley Cup Finals. So um, I think there's some criticism about, about it being too short and too long. The best of three is fine. It gives some incentive to the teams. I think what you're seeing out of it is home teams are playing a little bit more free because they know, Hey, if we drop this game, yes, it stinks, but this isn't like the end for us. I think you're seeing the away teams try to play a little tight, try to sort of get the game to a draw, maybe try to win it in PKs. Um, We'll see. I I think I feel like everybody's jumping on the best of three and hating on it before. And then I I love someone tweeted out, Oh man, it's really like, it's really awful. Um, You know, all the, all the home teams are winning. So why do we even have this three game format? And then, Kansas City comes out and like literally pops uh, St. Louis in the mouth after they just talked about they just literally talked about on their social media about how Kansas City doesn't know what a supporter section is, which was kind of funny. But who said that? (laughs) You didn't see that the social media? I think the St. Louis social, like whatever social media, whether it was TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, X, whatever. I don't know, but they posted a video that was like Kansas City. This is what a real supporter section looks like, and I'm like, that is like some real real sass that like you don't need to be really dropping right now particularly when you're first in the league and you don't know how good skc support is anyway
1: i think the format's and, fine and you know wait a couple of years like granted they're granted they had a hot a hot year but other teams have also started hot and then have trailed off for a couple of years so like on the breaks
0: yeah on <laughs> uh, the breaks the schedule's terrible um this whole like Saturday, a couple games on Saturday, a couple games on Sunday. We kind of spread them through the week. Teams are getting like 10 day breaks. I, I, I'm trying to think when like the inner, I think the international break is like coming up. I think it's like the, either the <laughs> I next, think I think it's either the next week or the week after I'll have to go back and look. So there's going to be like a, there's going to be an enforced break. There's not a whole lot you can do about that, but I think you can like, why are n- the games not all on? There's a Saturday game, a Saturday mid afternoon game. Saturday early evening game and then maybe two Saturday games in the evening and then just repeat the schedule on Sunday. You've got, you know, eight games you have to show for the first round four and four Saturday, Sunday. We're done. You know, then you can go to next week in next Saturday. Maybe it's too maybe it's too late at that point. I don't know, even though they're clearly branching this out far anyway. And then wrap it up next Wednesday if the for the if necessary third games and then it's tight, it's done. There's a consistency, there's a flow to it. Um I, I really yeah, it's 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 a mess. This whole schedule is just like an absolute mess uh, for the playoffs. I guess it gives the players more rest. We always talk about two, well then we criticize the we, we criticize the teams for or MLS from playing too many games and, and on short rest. So I don't know. They can't let's just win. whip through let's whip through
1: the results that are mm-hmm. final from so far and just give a like a five word thought about it. Uh, Philadelphia 3-1 over New England. Uh, kind
0: of expected. I expected kind of expected. Yeah, I think Philly are a good team, even though um, apparently now just dropping from Tom Bogart that uh, Kai Wagner has been accused of, of using a racial slur by Bobby Wood during the game during a heated exchange. So
1: which oof. if you have been following his situation, uh, he is at the end of his contract and is looking to sign a new deal in MLS or go abroad. And uh, that's ill-timed from him to do that also in the playoff just just not what you want in any in any sort of the word just not great so uh i still think philly has no problem closing this out new england kind of has been stumbling they made it in the playoffs obviously but kind of stumbling uh lafc 5 vancouver 2 in vancouver was that no No, it was in la that was in la in la yeah it was in LA expected. That's a lot of goals. Good thing. Goal differential doesn't
0: matter. Yeah. <laughs> total goals doesn't matter either. I mean, that, that's maybe the one criticism of this format is I, I think in that game, that's the game. That's the game. I kind of watched a little closely. It, you know, LA was in Vancouver. We're going, you know, back and forth, nip and tuck. I think LA made it three, two. And then Vancouver started pushing because they were like, well, we got to go get the goal. You know, if we, if we get score, if we lose by three goals, who cares? You know, we just reset for the next match. And that is maybe a valid, I guess, minor criticism of this is that, you know, you're seeing a lot of these lopsided score lines because teams then push for it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're already going to lose, you're going to lose. And, you know, you push for that, for that next goal. So, um, yeah. You know who they needed? They needed Christian Dahomey. That's who, that's who (laughs) Vancouver needed. That would have changed the
1: calculus. Uh, next one is my favorite one uh houston 2 rsl 1
0: yeah that was maybe one of the closest games might i mean this uh orlando nashville is one, one nothing is probably going to be maybe a little bit closer um we'll see how that one ends still haven't had a penalty shootout yet i think we'll be i'll be curious to see to see how it goes um obviously the number two games are going to be interesting um as those are <laughs> we did have
1: a we did have a penalty shootout in the play-in game sure. for skc resulting in some very interesting penalties. Uh, if you go back and watch those highlights, sure.
0: I will say the one thing I like about this format is I like that there's no like extra time. It's just like ninety minutes. Let's just get get it over in PKs. I used to hate that, yeah. and now I'm like with this format. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Let's just let's get it move move keep keep it moving.
1: Agree. So Ben Olson uh, looking good. Uh, Cincinnati three, Red Bull zero. Yes,
0: Mister. Uh, <laughs> Mr uh, Luciano Acosta with an absolute 50-yard banger. Uh probably the goal of the playoffs already. Um so yep.
1: Yep. 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 Uh SKC 4, St. Louis 1. The the wild so I think I saw this as a Jason Anderson stat. It's the first team in the playoff history to score three goals outside of the 18-yard box uh in a game. Wow. They it was just go it was just goal also City. All over the place uh i I feel like uh his name Berkey, right the goalie for mm-hmm. St Louis Roman Berkey uh had little to do with three of those goals, like there it was just like pick those out like what are you gonna do yeah he punched one, he punched one to the top of the eighteen, which was maybe not great, but
0: you know and and to me that game is more of a somewhat of a vindication. I feel like if they had the old format and that game ends with KC... Moving on, the, the criticisms will be, then what's the point of the regular season? So, you know, St. Louis is the best team, and then they get bounced in the first round. So um, I think it allows, it does allow some teams to kind of pick themselves back up and to, and to maybe make some, some more interesting conclusions than kind of the, the one and done. So uh, maybe one day, maybe one day in the near distant future, we will get to experience the, the wonders of the best of three and feel like we're in maybe. 96 again.
1: They'll change. They'll change the playoff format seven more times
0: before we get back I, here. So I would, I will not be surprised at all if they just immediately jump to a, uh, to to a group stage. And I think there is a way you can make a group stage work. Um, I, my idea would be, do what they did for League Cup, which is a draw. You go to PKs. You get an extra point if you win the PK shootout. I think that could keep you keep things because like the biggest criticism would be the dead rubber games, and I think that would be a way to keep uh, dead rubber games from happening. So. Uh,
1: all right. Well, that is all the games that have happened so far. We'll do this every two weeks. I, I, we'll probably be still in the first round in the end of two weeks. So <laughs> we'll, keep, we'll keep talking about those games. Uh, well, now let's get to DC United stuff. There's a little there's a little bit, you know, granted, obviously we talked in the last Monday show about sort of all the players who were on their way out. We had a lot of people ask us to talk about the players who are still going to remain. We got time to do that. There were a lot of questions about Benteke. I feel like in the last in the intervening two weeks, we'll get into that. Uh, but there are players that are still playing games somehow uh, by international, by international. Players. So let's talk about that. Uh, the U.S. Under-19 team uh, is having, basically Jackson Hopkins and Ted Kutibietro are playing all the all the games. Yeah. It appears they are either starting or in substitute for every every game. And uh, we advanced due to a Ted Kutibietro winner at the death
0: over Honduras. Yes. Uh, so they, and apparently, um, I watched the Brazil game thanks to someone mercilessly posting it on youtube i uh, for the life of me cannot understand it appears nobody has the rights in the united states there's no way to stream it or watch it fubo supposedly has it but you can't watch these games anywhere it's the pan-american games for those who are not concerned and in the united states qualified by virtue of qualifying for the olympics so basically you qualify for the olympics you get you get thrown into this uh into this tournament Tech to pietro is in there this is uh, more of a u22 team i think the women are more of a u19 team um, this is supposedly like kind of like a B side for the, for the Olympics. So Teku de be being 21. That's why he's able to to sort of be there. Um, Jackson Hopkins. I think maybe is his look. I thought he was looked a little better in the Brazil game than Teku to Pietro, but uh, us was also really struggling. I think they were still trying to figure themselves out a little bit. Um, this is also a team that hasn't really played together. Um, so it, you're going to struggle if you're not a team that's familiar with each other and Brazil looked like they were maybe a little more, uh, they knew a little bit more about what they wanted to be in that game. But you know, to the U.S.'s credit, they they grew they've burned into this tournament. So they've got a match. Who, uh, who's on who's
1: on that Brazilian team that we might care about?
0: Uh Gabriel Pirani, who uh is still listed as a DC United player, but um we're not sure what his contract situation is. There's been uh maybe some uh some stat investigation from Matthew Doyle as to whether DC should DC should keep him. Maybe it's causing the question whether I think. DC should keep him, um, but still remains He's the only team.
1: one. If you, if you poll fans, it is like, I don't want to say 100%, but it's like 98% are like, keep him, uh, which is easy to say. I, I feel like they have to be, the margins are so fine for this team that uh, you better be sure yeah. about paying a transfer fee. You got to really be sure. And not just, because I think a lot of people were saying like, he had moments, he could, he could figure it out, and he could become X. But, I mean... You got to You just like really, you got to really be sure right now. Yeah. It's
0: a tough one. I mean, the one the one benefit, I mean, the one benefit of signing him is that he would not occupy that designated yeah. player spot. He would occupy that U22 spot. That is sort of the one he almost seems kind of built for this, where it's like you could look, you can go sign this guy. You can bring him in. You can spend whatever you want. And it costs you his money. And and all he doesn't even take up a DP spot. So you can still go out and get that you know, that number 10 or that real like defined creator that, that real expensive creator. So uh, remains to be seen. Um, We still don't have a GM. Um, We're still, the team still, we'll get into that. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, But yeah, techie Pietro doing really well, uh, making some noise. I think I would hope that maybe he, this is maybe used as kind of a trial to see who they might want to maybe sneak into the Olympic team. He really hasn't gotten a run out with the Olympic team. So I think this is maybe a good opportunity for him to, to maybe get, get a, a spot in that tournament. Um, he apparently, I think he had a, an assist on one of the goals and had a secondary assist on the other goal against Colombia. So, um, he's played really, really well along with the game winning goal against Honduras. So, um, they played they- Chile, I believe on Wednesday, I believe is when that game okay. is.
1: And, uh, you can watch that via a uh, periscope, uh, and, <laughs> and calling somebody on the phone who is in South America. <laughs> uh, more DC United news. I talked about both of these on the Friday show. Uh, Fred Briant apparently is under, was under the impression that Wayne Rooney was uh, going to bring him to Birmingham. Uh, and he did not. And he was on a podcast with Glenn Crooks uh, this week and implied that he was like, Oh, well that sucked. Didn't, didn't expect that. Uh, Diego Restrepo, the goalkeeper coach also left the club this week. So it is literally right now, the cheese stands alone. It is Fred Briant. I think he's sort of waiting to see where the wind blows and if they want to have anybody, any continuity from the previous staff. Uh, he just did get his A license mm-hmm. uh, this, I think, this last this month. So uh, we'll see. The whole, whole, it's entirely possible they just, they just roll, they just clear the whole slate, start entirely new. Uh, but I think it would make sense to have somebody who knows where the things are, somebody who knows how to get to Leesburg.
0: Yeah, and somebody who you know might have a relationship already built with some of the players and sort of maintaining mm-hmm. that. Uh, and there's a reason, you know, there's a reason you know Chad Ashton stayed all these years, even right. after, is because you know you needed somebody who knew, hey, this guy tends to act like this. This is his personality, and um,
1: you so, needed the vibes guy.
0: Yeah, I hope he stays. I, I I think I would I would want him to stay. I think it was it was kind of surprising to me the exodus. Under Rooney, and then also not surprising. Um, by the way, Wayne Rooney, man, doing really well at Birmingham. Birmingham are, are charging up the Killing table. The um, fans are
1: <laughs> happy about it. No one is yelling at him anywhere. He's not already getting frustrated in press conferences saying he's tired of talking about it. Yeah, So it's good stuff.
0: It is. It is. I, I will admit. And uh, this could completely turn it around. This could completely change. It is a little refreshing to have. Uh, to have a coach leave and think, <laughs> I have greener pastures, I'll be fine. And then watch it kind of blow up in their face. And particularly after a team, and, and, and the situation is, the situation of Birmingham is, for me, is fascinating. Because he, he talked all about, like, you want to go to D.C., I'm going to be smart. I'm going to be very, very, like, pragmatic about the decisions I make. And he literally jumps into a team that was doing fine. Like, they were, I think they were, like, unbeaten in six. But they fired their manager and then they just kind of expect Wayne Rooney to come in and everybody be like, oh, it's Wayne Rooney. Of course, everything will be fine. Not recognizing that, you know, that can still have a massive impact, particularly if you are particularly if you are a player who's like, look, look, we're doing fine. Why are we getting rid of the coach? Like this is, this is ridiculous. And then he wants to come in and do his own thing. I don't know. I haven't watched Birmingham, but it just seems like he, the situation he entered, like, I I don't know if I was like looking for my next new next move. I would have looked at that as like a situation I would want to enter. So
1: yeah, no, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, the two other notes that I also talked about on Friday. Christian Fletcher has scored seven goals for Swansea on under 21s, which is great. Hopefully he has, a opportunity in front of him when he comes back.
0: Yeah, I believe. So, I, I looked at. By the way, just quick caveat: I think they played again today, and I don't believe I saw him on the roster. So, maybe that maybe he's maybe that maybe loan done. has ended, and he is he is returning back. So,
1: he doesn't need a. Oh, well, I guess. I mean, he's got some time. I think the MLS comes back in training camp in February. Mm-hmm. That's not right? Uh And then the last bit of news that came out this previous week is that's not really news so much, but Donovan Pines agent was uh, very communicative to Steve Goff saying we've got offers in Belgium. We've got offers in the championship. We understand that the club doesn't have an ability to talk to us right now because they don't have a manager or GM, but Donovan pines is looking. So we talked about sort of, what does that mean for this club talking about? He made 200,000 last year. He's due a raise. You've got a center back. Derek Williams. Exodus has not been confirmed by the club, but he is, you know, that's what we all deduced. So. uh, I I don't know. I feel like if you could, I think, and the club has said they would like to keep him publicly. So you, it's very hard. The team is paralyzed about roster decisions right now. Dave Casper is still sort of making some nominal decisions Mm -hmm. at the moment. Uh, But I think they don't want to commit large scale decision-making until they have some people in the door.
0: Yeah. And, and um, maybe a little bit of a caveat. I, I, I have heard, I have heard some rumblings. This is, this is completely – I'm going to preface this that this is secondhand information that I'm receiving. RFK <laughs>
1: Refuge exclusive. <laughs> I'm not
0: going to drop I, – I know both the person who gave me the info, obviously, uh, and, and I trust that what he says is true. Um, I also know the person who said uh, – that he gave the – who gave the information to him. I know that person. Uh, that person is very well connected in soccer circles around – around U S soccer and everything like that. So I, I certainly believe this person when they say they, they has said that uh, number one, they said he, he has stated that Dave Casper's out, that it's, it's, it's over for him. Uh, he will be off to the side, but you know, he's not really in charge of the roster anymore. And I think honestly, you're seeing that reflected in the decisions that the fact that Andy hasn't, his option has not been exercised. Things have maybe they're, they're still talking with players because I mean, they do. I'm sorry, but, I mean, players can't just wait until unless they got an option, which changes the whole situation. Players can't really wait um, until, you know,
1: players, agents are calling the yeah. front office and it's just and, going and to voicemail and it's, and it's a full voicemail box. Yeah,
0: and it's, it's fair to the players. Like, I mean, Domino Pines is like, look, man, I got I got, you know, maybe I want to test the market. And if eventually it comes back and it's like, well, not really getting much offer, let's just take this offer from D.C. You know, he could still make that move. But he's—I mean, he can just like put his salary life on hold and hope that wait until DC makes a decision on what what's going to happen with him. So I mean, fair—it's fair play to him, and I don't think if he has offers in Belgium, England, wherever he does, and they're legitimate and true, and he wants to go to it. I mean, I say same with Bill Hamid. I say go for it, man, do it. Um, but he's,
1: they're, they're going to say your salary is one hundred ninety-eight thousand dollars now. Yeah. Every every week you uh, every week you shop, it goes down a thousand dollars.
0: But the the said source—I forgot the, the said source—is that. There is there is a he says a decision has been made on who the GM is um, and that they will be taking over soon. Take that, for what of, it will. Take, take, take that for what you will. Speaking of, all right, let's get into the questions.
1: Thank you again for submitting the questions mm-hmm. to me, because I told you that if we didn't get them, I was going to talk about green sauce and Tim's going to talk about F1. So, well, we got We got to uh, talk.
0: We got to talk Bruce Serena, don't we?
1: Well, there's one of the questions. Okay. The rest Fair of man. I'm trying to do I'm trying to do transitions. <laughs> uh, uh, Brendan. Cartwright says, reporting has identified McKay, Tall, Morera, an international candidate as finalists for the GM role. If you had to pick one, which are you going with? Knowing full well, you might not know much about any of them. Choose. I, I can tell you who I don't want. Who? International candidate.
0: Yeah. Uh, Unless
1: it's Dan Murphy. And then I'll take him just uh, due to his York his rise.
0: I, I think we can. I mean, maybe they've talked to that said international candidate. I think think we can maybe rule that one out at this point I feel I feel like you look at the the you look at McKay tall um, Maria they're all taking part they all have teams right now taking part in the MLS Cup playoffs I am if a, if if my if my second hand source is correct and a decision has been made, I am willing to bet the teams are like look like you're still under contract with us we're we'll release you but you gotta wait until whatever, however the season goes.
1: And it's so dumb because what does the GM do in the playoffs? <laughs> nothing.
0: What I is the assistant
1: I, what is the assistant GM doing in the
0: playoffs? I, I think it's absolutely nothing. I think it's also I think it's just a they don't want any news, any um, you know, sure. anything dropping in the middle that might rattle. I mean it's I think it's just right now it's just like you know, we want no no drama, no don't nothing. Be a distraction. No big distraction. Um, so
1: I think it's Morera. That's my guess. That's who I want. I would like. I think he has built something in Orlando. I think <clears throat> there's criticisms about the style of play in Columbus and Nashville mm-hmm. as not really being exciting. Orlando, I don't know if they could be considered exciting either. But I think that from a standpoint of what they've built and the consistency that Orlando has built, I would that is that is what I would like.
0: Yeah, and I, I and choose. I think. I think uh, Marrero is maybe the one I think that he seemed like he was the top candidate. They've been talking with him for a while, particularly when Tom Bogart dropped that they had been denied an interview. I feel like that was almost maybe planted by D.C. to be like, let's see if maybe we can shake some trees a little bit. I wonder if Marrero knows that he was it was declined to talk to. Maybe Orlando City thought they could get a new contract. And he came back and said, "Uh, excuse me, uh, you guys didn't tell me that D.C. wants to wanted to talk to me. Or that I was still in the running here. Um, I would like to speak to them, please. I'm not signing a contract without that. So they kind of went. Okay. He's he's got a date. He's got a date first. <laughs> that's I mean, that's purely speculation, but that kind of that's kind of what this felt like. So all right. Next. Go ahead.
1: Speaking of, uh Dylan Owen Dylan at Dylan Owen Dylan on Twitter says, Who will be the coach and why will it be Bruce Arena? Oh. Spicy Meatball. Uh I don't think it will be Bruce Arena. No. Uh, And I don't know who it will be. I I think that part, it will be very funny to me if it's a certain coach you have been calling for uh, who is now coaching in Orlando city (laughs) who may follow his GM up here. That would be, that would be the funniest thing to me. What are are your thoughts? I had a little bit of opportunity to talk about Bruce Arena on Friday. So what are your, what are your general thoughts about who it might be and why it won't be Bruce Arena?
0: I, so again, you know, I I know Bruce Arena is obviously his, his current situation. Personally, I think, if I am D.C. I am, and I am a new GM, I'm like, the last thing I want to do if I'm trying to stake a claim is invite one of the biggest personalities as coach, biggest American soccer personalities.
1: Former uh, GM over and over and over again, too.
0: Yeah, like. a guy who's taken off the coach role and sporting direct role and now just wants to be the coach. Um, I feel like that was maybe more. I, I think he probably knows he he won't get the job. I feel like it was more like a. Let me put my name out there to say, hey, I'm still ready to coach. Obviously, I I fully believe that I I did not buy like, oh, I'm going to spend time with my family. The statement I think also as a GM, unless you have a full understanding of what happened in New England, why are you running back into a situation, um, running back into a situation that made itself that basically is, is a is almost the same as what happened with taxi, which something was said Um, this one was actually apparently, uh, justified and validated. Like it was confirmed that yes, he said it and he was suspended for it. Has to write a letter to the league to get back in jumping through all of that, creating that massive distraction when it's, when we're assuming it's one of these three options. It's your first GM role. I don't think you're going to want to touch that. And I'm not sure I want, I I, I, like Bruce Reno as a coach is a legend and he is a guy who, Uh, who's definitely a player's coach. He can motivate players. I feel like that almost covers almost all of potential deficiencies. And one of which is uh, the dude doesn't like data. In fact, that was apparently if you read some of the articles coming out about new England, that was a major, major split point is that some of the people in the Revs organization wanted to utilize data more. And Bruce Serena was like, get that junk out of there. I know this game better than you punk ass data scientists. Um, So it's like Dusty
1: Baker that won't, you won't get that, but he's like Dusty Baker. He's an old school guy that isn't listening to. I think also too, if this club was a perennial first round loser with a roster that was very, very close and just took and, and took like some, just a steady hand and someone experienced that could maybe get them over the hump. And you were like looking at a two year project. Okay. That, 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 that at least is more of a fit for purpose. Right now you're you're base you're you're almost doing a studs down, a studs to the studs rebuild here. Um he's just it's just it's odd fit. I mean, kinda that's what happened in New England, mm-hmm. but I think also he was three years younger. I think the club was that club was in a different place. That that club was he just, starting at ground beam. zero. They
0: were awful. I mean, they were and he built that thing into something respectable, won the supporters shield.
1: And Robert Kraft opened his wallet for like the first time since Taylor Twolman was there. So mm-hmm. that also was part of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it,
1: anyway, it won't be him.
0: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't believe so, and, and I just don't believe that he will want to surrender m- so much control over the roster. Maybe he, maybe he realizes he needs to do that. Like he's not going to get a supporter directing role and coach role like that full control he had at New England anymore. But um, I don't know. I just feel like I,
1: I just saw a clip of Kai Vog- of the the New England Philly game. Mm-hmm. I hadn't I didn't watch it, so I didn't know what the, the – he, he said that. Bobby Bobby would Bobby would instantly reacted and started pushing him around. He uh, he did he he did that s so, not great. Not great. Uh, next up, we've got R J Olson says. Once a GM and head coach are brought on board, what three things would you want DC United to do next? And does not have to be player related. That's a good question. Good question. You go first. What things would they need to do uh, next? I think they. I'll start. I think have, having the GM be a open and accountable and media f- media centered individual. So like I want to be able to talk to this person. I want to be able to have you know, have access to them to understand their thinking uh, about uh, you know whatever the things are. I think the other thing they should have to do once they get a manager and they get a GM is talk about a 5-year plan or a 3-year plan or whatever it is and then sort of Put it out, put it out there, so that people can hold them accountable mm-hmm. to whether or not the moves that they are making and the decisions they're making are actually in 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 lockstep with that, or if they're just freelancing again. I don't have a third one. I need I need your third one. You got a third one?
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess. Um. I mean, that was my first name was going to be like media, media, media. There should be an interview with Stephen Goff. There should be an interview with Pablo Maurer. There should be open and, and honest us. communication immediately. If you want to come to our humble podcast, we will absolutely accept accept you. Um, I'm, I'm not making that as a deal breaker, um, but it's a deal breaker. <laughs> I, it's
1: for me, it's a deal breaker.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, open and honest, um, I, honestly then, and, and then, you know, communicate that plan. And honestly, the third thing would be get a coach in place that you feel can execute that plan. Uh, whether that is some of the names that have been thrown about, um, you know, uh, Hugo Perez has been a name that's thrown about that would be. Like, I think from an El Salvador, you know, fan base perspective would be certainly like something that would be interesting. Um, But, you know, I think really make that right hire um, and bring somebody in that can that can really change this game. Um, I, I would be very curious. I mean, I look at you look at a hire like Bruce Arena. I think Bruce Arena would be we need a guy in here to we need a big personality because we've got, you know, star players like Click and Menteke and we need to get the most out of them. And there's like one coach on the market that can do that. And that's Bruce Arena. That would be, but again, that would sort of indicate again, short sighted thinking that I personally don't want to see um, from the Steam anymore. If Benteke is terrible, it's fine as long as there's a, a general idea of, about a plan. And I think, honestly, I don't think Benteke is such a huge personality that he's difficult to manage. Um, from, from Doesn't seem team. like it anyway. Doesn't seem like that.
1: Uh, also, also, I'd like to see them hire more scouts.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That'd be another thing. Get some like, more scouts. Like, give, football give manager, Sean, football give manager gives you hand. five you can hire. So come on, man. It, it, that's really hundred percent realistic. It's all there.
1: <laughs> minimum minimum standards.
0: Uh RJ
1: also said, who would you say was United's most valuable player outside of Benteke? I think that's Ted Cudipietro, even injured and not playing that much.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna Yeah, Ted Cudipietro. Um maybe a a small shout out to either um maybe click or uh uh, Russell Kanaus, sort of the unsung hero. I thought he was. I think those
1: are three good choices. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, but take ticket to Peter, I think, from a like, from a perspective of this guy is our future. Um, I, I, I want to know what his hope. option, if his option's been exercised yet. That should be like, that should be done by now. Or a new contract. That should,
1: they should, that, the limited amount of DC United good news that they're going to be able to have this offseason, they should do like a, they should blow it out. They should have like a hype video and just like him re-signing his contract where he makes like, more a year because MLS rules (laughs) dictate where the control of what that option looks like, they should just really, really blow it out. Yeah. Make it fancy. Have a, have an event at the press club and bring, invite, invite local luminaries. They used to do that by the way. I I used I worked at the press club when they signed Marcelo Gallardo and they had an event at the press club, like a press conference thing. That was, I was like, my world's coming together. (laughs) I, I have to, I have to go downstairs or I have to go upstairs and be a part of this. That's uh, that's all the oh yeah we uh, did uh, then we answered that that's it that's all the questions make yep. sure you folks uh, get questions in uh, to any you know there's lots of ways you can get it in Discord you can get it to us in Twitter you can get it to us in Threads Blue Sky where I've spent a lot of my time Blue Sky uh, if
0: you're one of the lucky few Blue
1: Sky if you're Ted and one of Ted's one of Ted's guys um, very briefly a talk spirit I think the thing we didn't get to talk about was Mark Parsons being fired which Ted was right was Ted right. said. You go back, listen to the show. Ted was saying it is unconscionable that this happened in this with this team, and uh, he, he, I need, I think he needs to be fired. And I was like, no, 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 it's a three-year plan. He talked about it all season long. Listen, if there's one thing you should not do, I think if I think if I think if I can say anything about me and soccer is don't trust John Hoffman about the viability of spirit coaches. <laughs> Because I am over three, <laughs> I, I, I don't trust me at all. I I think the one, I think the ones that are fired for cause seem like they're kind of okay sometimes. I think the ones that are going to be here a long time because they have a pretty long track record of success in the league and internationally. I think they're going to give be given some time. But but no, I'm wrong. So Ted, you get the you get the crown. You get the smart the smart guy crown on this one.
0: Yeah, I mean. And again, I think a lot. A lot of, I, I think this is a, I think this is a critical moment for the team, and I think it. I think it does show that there is pressure, certainly, in this job. Um, I also feel like the NWCL showed MLS: look, you can have a playoff system that makes sense for the number of teams that get in, and it can still be exciting, kind of right down to the wire. Um, they'll argue, well, that's because you guys have twelve teams, and they I might be like fair. But anyway, um, but the you know the nature, I, I think. It, the talent on this team is. This is not a team that is a rebuilding project. This is a team that has five, six players, six, seven international players. Several of them are going to be, you know, on that World Cup roster for the for the United States team. Uh, potentially, you know, pushing up. You know, the same Rodman looked really good against. You know, looked really good against uh, at least in the second part of the Columbia game, um, and I think this is a team too that where they're starting to become a realization that you know maybe the the old guard uh, needs to sort of shift off to the background and they need to let some of the new the new younger fresher talent. so I think that opens up you know a player like Ashley Sanchez um, to to maybe make some some noise as well uh, you know maybe opens up to uh, some of the younger players um, like uh, Chloe Ricketts to to make a run so uh, this is a team that should have done a lot better they were they were flying at the first part of the year. And I think this is I think this is personally, I think this is the right call. Now you have to go get the next hire in there. Um, I felt the whole hire of Mark Parsons. Maybe it got a little bit of criticism, but maybe didn't get enough. So I hope there's been some lessons <laughs> learned uh, yeah. about, listen, you know, listen
1: to listen to the fans that uh, that hate somebody, I guess, from start from the start. And they did. People people were still mad that basically they thought that, you know, he ran Emily Sonnet out on a rail. I don't think I'd actually was true and also like I don't think it really would have made a difference no. in how things went and now we got an extra first round draft pick next year. Um I did say this on Friday. Uh Marker Corian has to start being held accountable here yeah. too. He's now been here long enough. So if this is a bad draft or the team gets off to a bad start and none of those players from last year's draft start to feature on a regular basis. Uh, Michelle Kang has another person to fire.
0: Well, well, we do know that they're doing more searching because their advertisement for their head coaching job showed up on LinkedIn, uh, which is yeah, yeah. kind of interesting.
1: Not on easy apply though. So you'd have to actually like put your <laughs> resume in. It may not be worth it for you.
0: No, Depends. no but to my, to my uh, Kakorian, I mean, I think he does deserve, he does deserve criticism, particularly because when he was asked about, you know, the hire of Mike Parsons, like, did you guys interview a wide range of candidates? And it was like, no, he just kind of said We're, we like Mark. We're going to go get Mark Parsons. That deserves a lot of criticism in my mind because you. So you had a coach that you had a you had a chance to do a coaching search. You had you know several months to do it, and you basically didn't do it. Um, so now I think there has to be a you know a a actual search for a coach. Find the right hire. Bring the right hire in, um, and a player that can go out and and start winning games. Um, I think this is a this is not a team. Uh, this is not a. This should not be a rebuilding project team. This should be maximizing, uh, maximizing the time they have with the insane talent that they have, um, and going out and and trying to win soccer games and to compete for the NWCL championship. Which, by the way, got an amazing trophy redesign. Thank goodness! Like, <laughs> by
1: the way, I did that one. So you did. You did the predicting, Mark Parsons. I the day before it got announced said that the Angel City FC ownership group is on the hook for paying for this because they have so many owners they can just pass around a hat and everybody puts $5 in and they get a new trophy. And then it comes out the next day that Alexis Ohanian is the one who did this uh, with Tiffany's and got this thing redone day before. So I did that. So that was me. <laughs> You, 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 picked the manager being fired. I manifested a trophy redesign. So we're, you know, one and one
0: Thank goodness, Stu. I, I think, and I think that's also, I think one of the interesting news, I I, think, I forget, I think it was something, I think it was, it might've been Jason Anderson was talking about this and like, this is kind of your next step of a league that's like, knows it's gonna, it's gonna kind of be around for the next, for the next, at least the next few years that, you know, they kind of went with like flyby, you know, the kind of the, the weird, really bad,
1: the, uh, the cook, the, like the like the cookie cutter basically yeah, flat yeah paperweight flat trophy
0: that did not look anything good it's kind of like oh here's a recognition that you know your league's kind of around to stay so here here's a here's a here's a nicer trophy um also just want to add uh, to anyone engaging in uh the sports equinox discussions um stop engaging with people who what are you talking about you know about this no, uh, so it's
1: discussion. It's only on Blue Sky.
0: No, this is on Twitter. There's discussion on social. Uh, the the people talk about the sports equinox when it's like NHL, NBA, MLB, um, and NFL, like all playing on like the same day, okay. and then everybody talks about, and then all people talk about how much MLS is not included in this. Uh, people who who leave out MLS and then try to justify it, they are not having a disingenuous conversation. You will never get them to agree that MLS should be included in this list because they will say uh, it has not been a neighborhood uh, league The whole big four team sports is uh, made up. It doesn't exist. Uh, it's also very male centric and leaves out very popular leagues right now, like the NWSL, uh, like the WNBA um, and it is designed to, I think, by sports bros to seem superior, like they support the big four sports. So don't engage with those people. Stop engaging with them. Anyway, stab as felt. Like I needed to drop that. Also, stab up for defender of the year. Uh, so I believe I, I got to that, vote for her. Is that a vote that we have to go? vote? I got to
1: vote for her as a, as a NWSL media member. Nice. I got to vote for her. Sam Staub as the as the defender of the year. I also voted for Paige Mateo as in the top three for the rookie of the year, but she did not make the cut. So oh, sorry, Paige. Did, did my best. That was my only bit of advocacy. Everything else was stayed straight down the line. So I
0: think if that was like uh, a first half of the season, I think she mm-hmm. makes it. I think she did kind of tail off a little bit where I am not necessarily surprised. And again, she plays a role too. I'm sorry, like attacking players. Not a glory, not a glory position. But attacking players get a lot of a lot of the benefit of this role. So yeah.
1: Yep. All right everybody, that was our first uh off-season full full off-season edition show. First uh yeah, yeah it was. Full off-season I think it was edition. Pretty decent. There will be no Friday show this week, but there will be one next week. Yes. So if you're a Patreon subscriber at the $5 tier or more, you will not hear my dulcet tones until next Friday.
0: And stay tuned. I'm going to have some more some more off-season content coming your way. I'll probably get back into doing the Football Manager uh Football Manager streams um, once that releases and I can add the usl leagues and make it a little bit more realistic so we'll still have some and up.
1: last reminder should you be still listening to this show uh make sure that you're following the rfk refugees podcast feed because in a few weeks or i don't know maybe probably be in the next season honestly that'll be the only place that our podcast will be shooting so make sure you're subscribed to that one yes that's that's it yep that's it
0: thank you guys so much for listening uh we will catch you guys next week vamos vamos
1: Thank you for listening to RFK Refugees Podcast. Make sure you rate and review the show wherever you download podcasts. If you want to support the show, consider joining our Patreon or subscribing to our channel on Twitch. Lastly, make sure you're following us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Threads, YouTube, Twitch, Goals.tv, Friendster, MySpace, and Tumblr. Some of those are even real. Vamos.